0: welcome you into another edition of State Lines, where you get the best gambling information. His name is Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. Happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day weekend to everybody out there. Hard to believe the summer is flying by as fast as it is. It's always too short, the summer season, when you're from the northern states and areas like Chicago and throughout the great state of Illinois. But it is what it is, and it means The Major League Baseball season is hitting another milestone. We are halfway through the 2021 campaign, the 162-game grind, and a lot has changed since we last talked Major League Baseball here on State Lines, Kevin, and where it's really changed is the National League Central. Let's start off and take a look at the odds to win that division. The Milwaukee Brewers are now minus 400 to win the NL Central. The Cubs come back as the second choice now. Hard to believe they're the second choice. Last time we talked, they were the third choice. And the Cubs uh, coming into this program today just got swept by the Brewers in Milwaukee. They've lost six in a row. The Cubs have overall. But the Cubs are now plus 550 to win that division. The Reds at plus 900. The Cardinals had a terrible month of June. Though they did sweep the Diamondbacks in a three-game series earlier this week. They're plus 1,200. And the Battling Buccos, the Pittsburgh Pirates, if you want to throw some money away, they are plus 50,000 on a $100 bet to win this division. It sure looks like the Brewers, they don't have great hitting, but their pitching is excellent. The Cubs seem to be uh, sliding at the wrong time. The Cardinals, again, with that rough month of June. The Reds have played over their heads, but are you in agreement with the oddsmakers here, Kev, that this is the Brewers' division to lose, or do you see some value in some of these long-shot plays?
1: Ooh, um, Jason, that's that that's a tough one. And of course, good to talk to you again. And yes, everybody, happy uh, happy Independence Day weekend. But um, Jason, I I really want to stay with the Cardinals because I really don't think that they're gonna have follow up a bad month of June with a bad month of July. I mean, you and I have talked about how many times by now. They're always there. They're always around. They're always in the hunt at this point. So honestly, I mean, if I want to throw a hundred bucks down to possibly get twelve hundred back on the Cardinals, because I don't think the Reds are going to be able to keep this this pace up the rest of the season, and um, I I don't know about the Brewers because eventually, yes, they're pitching and defense is great, but eventually you are going to have to score runs and hit the ball, and I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up this pace for the rest of the season. So you know what? I'll throw a hundred bucks down on the Cardinals if it means I'm going to get a uh, twelve hundred back.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I've been on the Cardinals the whole time here. I actually don't think they win this division. I think it's a more long shot play, but I'm not betting the Brewers laying 400 to win an additional 100. Unfortunately for Cubs fans, I'd love, and I'm one of them, I'd love to bet the Cubs here, but I think Jed Hoyer in that front office wants to deal. And with this six game losing streak they ride entering our taping of this show today, I think once the All Star break ends, If they haven't done it already, the Cubs could move some of their bigger names that were key players uh, in the last several seasons where the Cardinals are still all in on this thing. I mean, they're not trading Paul Goldschmidt. They're not trading Nolan Arenado. They're not trading... Adam Wainwright, the Cardinals are not sellers normally. Normally, they're a buyer. We'll see if that's the case. But the terrible month of June is in the past. Do the Brewers probably win this division? Yes. But if you're going to give me the Cardinals right now a 12-1 to, to win it, eight games out right now behind Milwaukee. The Cubs are in second place, six games out. The Reds in fourth place, uh, actually tied for third with the Cardinals now, uh, eight games out. I'll, I'll go ahead and take a flyer on the Cardinals there, put 25 bucks down on them uh, to win if that works out I like the odds there better than trying to put it all on the Brewers so uh, the NL Central looks like it's going to be a tough race to catch Milwaukee but we'll have to wait and see let's go now to the National League West the good news for teams in the National League West is that if you don't win this division it sure looks like you're going to get the uh, two wild card teams out of this division the Giants right now 50-29, Fifty and twenty-nine continue to lead the NL West. The Dodgers a game and a half back at forty-nine and thirty-one. Uh, the Padres are forty-nine and thirty-three, two and a half back. Then the Rockies and Diamondbacks have been terrible this year, well, oh, well below five hundred. So realistically, this is a three-team race to win the division, and the two teams that don't win it likely will make the playoffs anyway. But let's talk about the division winner. The Dodgers right now Kev, minus minus two hundred. The Padres are plus 270. The Giants continue to hang around and surprise everybody. They're plus 400. D-backs and Rockies, plus 50,000. You like uh, the defending World Series champion Dodgers to win this division, or are you going to go a little bit more uh, with the long-shot teams, even though, as the standings show today, Kevin, they're not really long shots because they're right there at the top or towards the top with the Pods plus 270 or the Giants plus 400
1: yeah Jason I mean th- th- this is definitely going to be a close race uh, I believe the last time we spoke about the divisions a couple weeks ago I if correct me if I'm wrong we have to go back and listen to the tape. But I think I threw my money on the Giants. Um, right now, they are still ahead in this division um, by a game and a half over the Dodgers. And yeah, I think they've played way better than everybody expected them to this year. They've been utterly dominant at home, uh, going 26-11 and 11 at home. And in the last 10 games, they're 6-4. and four, So not as hot as the Padres, but they've done fairly respectable in the last 10 games. I'm going to stick with my guns here and I'm going to
0: take the Giants to uh, be able to hold off for the rest of the season. All right, Kev's still on the Giants, and you're right. You were on them last time. I was on them last time, too, but I'm going to flip here. I'm going to go Padres because I like those odds at plus 270. I, I think there's a you make a convincing case the Padres are the best team in that division right now, and to get them plus 270, again, you're getting value. I wouldn't put a ton of money on it, but why would I bet the Dodgers when they got two worthy competitors, and the Dodgers, you got to lay 200 and- to win an additional hundred.
1: And the other thing Jason too, I mean the Padres especially, the reason why I didn't go with the Padres is yes, they're 30 and 15 at home, but the problem is is that they can't win away from Petco Park. They're 19 and 18 borderline 500 on the season on the road. So for them especially for anyone who's looking to bet money, uh you got to make sure the Padres start figuring out how to win away from Petco Park cuz if they can't win away from Petco Park, they're not going to be going very far.
0: Yeah, you like to see that a little bit higher with that win total, no doubt about it, away from home. They have been dominant at home, but at least they're above 500, Just slightly, though, you hope the Padres, if you're betting them, have caught fire here, but maybe at the wrong time. Again, on paper, the Dodgers probably slightly the best team in that division. You can make the case, certainly, though, like I said, for the Padres at this point, being the best team. And definitely, hey, the Giants have the best record, not only in that division, but but in all of the National League right now. So San Francisco and Gabe Kapler really have had an outstanding season here, at least through one half. Of the 2021 campaign let's head now kev to the national league east this one we might want to just call it the national league least because uh, <laughs> the, the, the team that wins this thing probably is not going to be the most worthy playoff team we've seen probably uh, in major league baseball in recent years but the mets lead the division they're 41 and 35 again none of these teams you mentioned away from home none of these teams are Even close to being over 500 away from home. The Mets are leading the division, but they're 17 and 24 away from home. The Nationals have actually played well in recent games. They've won 8 of 10. They're 16 and 20 away from home, but they were terrible for the first two months of the season. They've now vaulted into second place, uh, only two games back of the Mets. Uh, The Braves trying to get back to 500. They're 38 and 41, 5 and 5 in their last 10. The Braves have been a disappointment so far. Uh, the, The Phillies, 37 and 41. 3-7 3-7 and seven in their last uh, 10, but they're only five back. And then the Marlins have been disappointing too, 34-45 and 45 after making the playoffs last year in the expanded format and beating the Cubs in the first round uh, in Chicago. But they're now 11 games under, 8.5 back. So this division, the odds look like this, Kev, right now as we speak. The Mets are minus 400 to win the division. The Nets are plus 700. The Braves are plus 800. The Phillies are plus a thousand. The Marlins are plus seventy, five hundred. The odds makers have a lot of confidence in the amazing Mets, and the standings really don't bear that out. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jason, uh, for my money, I will I'm gonna go with, I guess you could call it the long shot. I'm gonna take the Nationals. Just because, I mean, they they they're just a couple of years removed from winning a World Series. Um, they still have a lot of veterans on that team who know what it takes to do to Play playoff baseball. So, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take the Nationals and um, honestly kind of just put my money on the Nationals and hope for the best.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I want to bet the Braves here, Kev, but I can't. They've had too many injuries, especially the starting pitching, and I don't think they're going to be able to make that up in any trades and acquisitions and catch fire from guys. Maybe they get off the scrap heap and they bring them up through the minor leagues, some veterans that might be out there. So, yeah, I like the Nationals here, too. Look, the Mets, minus 400. They might win that division, but they're not worthy of putting $400 down to win an additional $100. Give me the Nats where I can put $100 down and win an additional $700. Again, we talked about it just the last few minutes here taking some uh, maybe value plays. If one of them hits, you're going to be in the money. So in the National League, I think you look for value rather than uh, lock your money in on these division leaders that right now are pretty big favorites. Let's go to the American League next, and we'll talk about the Chicago White Sox and the American League Central. The White Sox now minus 670 to win the National League Central. In fact, that is the highest division favorite on the board. The Indians return plus 400. The Twinkies are plus 5,000. The Royals are plus 6,000. The Tigers are plus 15,000. And you look at the standings here. uh, The White Sox have cleaned up the first couple games of that series against Minnesota. As we speak, they're seven and one against the the Twinkies this year. So really, this is a two-team race in the AL Central right now. White Sox lead the division by four games over the Tribe. Uh, What do you got here the al central kev
1: um well honestly jason there's really nothing that's great um because i don't think it's okay i will go ahead and i'll i would take the minus 670 for the white Sox. do i think that's worth it no um i also don't think that the indians is worth throwing um 100 bucks down to win possibly 400 back i don't think that's worth it either because let's be honest here jason for the last week to two weeks, the White Sox are lucky that everyone in the division has played worse than them. Because the last two weeks, they've borderline been awful. Um, with the exception of these last couple games against Minnesota, they are they need to figure out their bullpen. That's all I'm going to say is they need to figure out their bullpen. And I think in the offseason, they need to fig- take a look at their training staff. Because they have more guys hurt now. is done for the season. Um, Lamb just went out. Uh, he's on the injured list now, too. So um, the White Sox have work to do. But they're lucky at this point that the division's worse than them. So I guess I'll take the White Sox.
0: Yeah, it's hard to argue with you, Kev. I'll throw the Indians down plus 25 to win the 100 just because I don't want to throw all the money down on the White Sox. I'm assuming I got free money here on the show from the powers that beat them at this Division, But if I was in Las Vegas, I would go ahead or here in Illinois betting this. I would just walk by uh, the American League Central window and say thanks, but no thanks. Because there's really not a good bet on the board. Do the White Sox win this division? Almost certainly. It is amazing. You're right. They've had so many injuries. And it's really amazing. They're 15 games over 500 still. And uh, they're lucky they're in that division too. They've done a good job. But as far as staying up float, considering all the injuries, we'll see what happens when uh, Eloy comes back and also hopefully Luis Robert comes back in time. Maybe for the stretch run of the second half, but definitely for the playoffs. We'll see how that works out for the Southsiders. Let's go to the American League East. This is an interesting division. Uh, Again, the Yankees, no managerial change yet. They're only 41-39 and this year. One of the bigger disappointments in baseball, in fourth place in the AL East, chasing the Red Sox eight and a half games behind their arch rivals who lead this division. The Rays are three back of the leading Red Sox. The Blue Jays are seven and a half back. Here's how the odds makers uh, look at the AL Central here uh, right around Independence Day weekend, or AL, AL East, I beg your pardon. The Red Sox are plus 135, the Rays are plus 150, the Jays are plus 500, Yankees plus 550, Orioles plus 30,000. So uh, the odds makers don't see it as a huge long shot that the Yankees or Jays make a run at this thing. Seems to be a pretty wide open division, but so far the Red Sox and Rays have played the best of the bunch.
1: Yeah, Jason, I was I was a little bit surprised at the how relatively close all these odds are given um given where we are at this point in the season, but I I'm inclined to kind of take a little bit of run at Toronto because they they've started to play some really good baseball in the in the last week and a half to two weeks. They're eight and two in their last ten games, um, and they've actually been one of the few teams so far this season that's actually been better on the road then they've been at home they're 24 and 19 on the road only set, they're just under 500 at home but they've been playing a lot better baseball of late, so you know what for uh 500 bucks or for plus 500 i would throw my odds on uh on Toronto at this point in the season with how they've been playing
0: Yeah, the Blue Jays have been a nice surprise, especially with the issues of playing at home because of the COVID pandemic. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Rays at plus 150. They made it to the World Series last year. I think they still got a very good balanced team, and they're ready to compete again for that Central or that East Crown. We've we've seen that so far this season. So it's not the best value play on the board. I got to admit that you're getting more value if you go with the Yankees or the Blue Jays, but I'll throw a little bit on the Rays here at plus 150 one more before we take a quick break and then we get to a fun topic next segment we're going to talk about the national football league and specifically the week one lines are out we're going to talk about five or six games of the national football league week number one from the gambling perspective good matchups you're going to like to get into and got a lot of time to bet those so why not talk about them right now maybe get some early value on those lines but before we do that Let's go ahead and take a look at the American League Western Division. Astros lead that division by a half game over the A's. The Mariners have been a surprise. We've seen this in past years, though, where they play good in the first half and then tank it in the half two. They're three over 506 back. Angels are eight and a half off the lead. Rangers, 16 and a half back. So Rangers probably out of this thing. Long shots for the Mariners and the Angels. But the Astros and A's could make this a two-team race, Kevin, and when you look at those odds in the American League West, the Astros minus 360, the A's at 225, plus 225, that is. Uh, the the Angels plus 4,000, Mariners plus 4,000, Rangers plus 3,500. So you see anything you like on the board there in the American League West?
1: Um, well, again, again, Jason, it's kind of an ironic question because, I mean, betting-wise for me, I would really be attracted to the plus 225 with the Athletics. They're only a half game back right now. I mean, yeah, they floundered a little bit. They're 4-6 and in the last 10. But, I mean, this is what the A's are. They're always consistent. They're always in the hunt. But they never, it seems like they've never really been able to get over the top. And, again, there's the argument again. How many times have we talked about it already? The Astros, I think, have too much talent on that roster to let this division get away from them. So, I mean, value-wise, I like the athletics at plus 225, but realistically, though, this is the Astros' division to lose, and it's been their division to lose since spring training. So I, I guess if I had to, I would throw some money down on the Astros because I don't see them losing
0: yeah I'm with you I, this is look this is another one I walk by the window because there's just too much money to put down to get too little back but I think the I'm very confident like you are Kevin the Astros just have too much talent. To come right now could the A's win that division we've seen that before we've seen it a lot in baseball over the this past generation where maybe the best team does not win the division and get the wild card so yeah the A's a pretty good value if you want to go ahead and bet them but I, I just see the Astros winning this division I think they're the best team in the AL West so that'll conclude it for our baseball talk here on state lines he's Kevin Berger I'm Jason Gotch when we come back let's talk week one lines in the National Football League and hint hint We're gonna start it off with the Monsters of the Midway. The Bears on a Sunday nighter at the LA Rams. That line is out. We'll talk about that in a few other games right after this. Former White Sox pitcher and announcer Ed Farmer was thrown the biggest curveball of his life when he was told the only thing that could save him was organ donation. My brother Tom, he's the guy that gave me my life back because I was dying. Three more days, I was gonna be gone. Ed lived nearly 30 years because of the kidney donation. His legacy will live on through the White Sox and this life-saving program. Join the Illinois Secretary of State's Organ Tissue Donor Registry.
1: I always say heaven knows you can't take them with you.
0: Welcome back to State Lines. He is Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. Let's talk some National Football League Week 1 lines here on Independence Day weekend 2021. How about that? We're only now, Kevin, two months away from the actual kickoff of the National Football League season. A little over two months, I guess, because they're going to start it off with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers on Thursday, September 9th, the annual kickoff game in the NFL, where the home team is the defending Super Bowl champion as Brady and the Bucks will defend their own field against Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, and the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but first, let's stick with the monsters of the midway. the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy and company, Andy Dalton and company, and don't forget number one draft pick, Justin Fields and company on Sunday night, September 12th. A lot of people in the state of Illinois and certainly in the Chicago area will be tuned to their TV sets, NBC, television, Sunday night football. The Rams are a seven-point favorite at home. The over-under is 45. The money line, 295 for the Rams, 230 for the Bears coming back to win that game. So the Bears getting seven on the road week number one. Sounds like Andy Dalton's going to be the starting quarterback in Chicago. No 100% guarantee, but it certainly sounds that way. What do you think of the opener for the Bears and Rams?
1: Well, for, well, firstly, Jason, before we get to the money, this is, this is getting ridiculous at this point. If you're going to say Andy Dalton's the quarterback, just make him the quarterback and be done with it. I'm getting sick and tired of all these reports going back and forth that, oh, the Bears are now thinking about changing their mind, etc. Make a damn decision and be done with it already just so that way we can stop talking about it. But um, realistically, though, I you, you know what I, I'm I'm probably gonna hate myself for this, Jason. I will take the Bears at plus two thirty, mostly because the Bears have always has have seemingly always managed to get the better of Matt Stafford. Um, now he is not on the Lions anymore, which is probably going to be the biggest factor right there. He actually has weapons on offense to throw to, but. I think, Jason, I think this Bears team is going to come out gangbusters this season because this team has something to prove. This team has something to prove. The front office has something to prove. The coaching staff has something to prove. Everyone from top to bottom on this organization, in this organization has something to prove because everybody's jobs are pretty much on the line at this point. So I will take the Bears plus 230. I think they're going to come out. I think this defense especially is going to be really pissed off, and I think they're going to make some big plays to help out this offense.
0: All right, so you are on the Bears plus the seven. You're on him to win. Is that right, Kev? You're going to take him plus the 230 as well? Correct. All right, gutsy call there from Kevin Berger. I'm on the Bears, and Kev took the words right out of my mouth. I'm not going to go the plus 230. I see what Kev's thinking. I am going to go the plus seven. I mean, how many years, over a decade, we saw Matthew Stafford play against the Bears and. He had a couple good games, but overall, the Bears did very well against Matthew Stafford. And granted, yeah, it was the Lions around Matthew Stafford, but I'm not the biggest Matthew Stafford fan in the world. I've seen him throw too many bad interceptions. I'm not a believer that he's a top five quarterback in the National Football League, like I think Sean McVay is for making the trade that he made to get him. So yeah, the Bears defense on the road, getting a touchdown again. How many NFL games we see are close. And again, Andy Dalton's going to start this game. I, I don't think there's much of a doubt about that at this point. Maybe Justin Fields goes crazy in training camp and he's the starter as long as you protect Andy Dalton he's not that bad we're not talking about uh, Mike Glennon here playing quarterback four years ago and be the play center for Mitchell Trubisky Mike Glennon had never started in the NFL he was a he wasn't even a good backup he was a a reputation skills guy that had never shown anything I'm not saying Andy Dalton's a Hall of Famer or a Pro Bowl guy, but he's been in a couple Pro Bowls. He's a serviceable guy. If you can block, that's a big question for the Bears. But certainly, you're not, you're not asking him to win a Super Bowl here. You're asking him to play the game within a touchdown to win your money. So, yeah, I'm on the Bears as well, plus the seven. For the week one opener in LA. Let's go back to the Thursday Nighter to start the NFL season on September 9th. Another NBC game here. The Cowboys and the Buccaneers. The Bucs are a six and a half point favorite. The total is 52.5. The Bucs on the money line minus 295. The Cowboys are plus 235 coming back to win this game on the road. What do you got here in the opener, Kevin?
1: Um, you know what? I will take uh I'll take the Bucks minus six and a half at um minus one hundred eight on the spread, Jason, and I'll take the minus two ninety five as well because I understand I understand everybody's argument that oh it's gonna be the Super Bowl hangover and this, that, and the other thing. Everybody does remember who's saying that who is the quarterback in Tampa Bay, right? They do remember that, right? That do they honestly, honest to God, think. That a team quarterback by Tom Brady is going to allow his team to have a Super Bowl hangover. No, Gronk is on this team. Gronk has has had to suffer through these same talks before. Those two, among the other veterans they have, are not going to allow the Bucs to have a Super Bowl hangover. Let me take the Buccaneers. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones is still in charge. And they always screw it up because they're the Dallas Cowboys and it's what they've done for 30 years.
0: All right, Kevin is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with authority. I am going to doubt him on this one, and I'm not going to say that Dallas wins the game, but I like him plus six and a half, and this is hard for me because I think Mike McCarthy is a bad football coach. There was a lot of infighting with Dallas last year, but Dak Prescott, they finally got that contract thing settled. I, I don't know. I don't think he's worth the money they're paying him, but still, he's a good quarterback in the NFL. We're not asking for a win here from Dallas. We're just saying I'm not touching the money line. We're saying keep it. We lose that game by less than six points. So I'll say they do that. They find a way to do it against the Buccaneers and Brady. So we'll go. I will go at least. Kevin and I differ. Kev's on the Bucks minus the six and a half, minus 295 in the money line. I'll stay away from the money line. Jason Gotch will just say, go ahead, take Dallas plus the six and a half. Let's look ahead to another interesting game here. Now, these are all Sunday games uh, afternoon contest in the NFL, Kevin. This one's a 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central kickoff. The Colts, the new-look Colts with Carson Wentz at the quarterback position. Laying two and a half. The Seahawks plus two and a half with Russell Wilson. That whole trade to the Bears, unfortunately for Bears fans, never happened. Seahawks getting two and a half here in Indy. Total on the game, 52. Money line. Plus one sixteen for the Seahawks, minus one forty one for the Colts. What are you thinking here, Seahawks Colts Week One?
1: I find it extremely interesting, Jason, that they that the Vegas is actually thinking the Colts are actually going to be able to beat the Seahawks Week Week One with Carson Wentz as their quarterback. Um, I I think that they're delusional. To be totally honest here, I do not think it's going to be within a field goal game because I saw the money line as you said is two and a half. Uh, plus or minus, I think. I think Seattle's going to win by way more than that. I'd say at least a touchdown. Um, so I will take them on the plus two and a half for sure at minus one on the money line. Um, I do think on the over under though. I don't think it's going to be fifty two points because I, I, I just I don't think that Seattle's going to score a ton of points because we got to remember how good the uh, Colts defense was. Last year, but I think Seattle is going to win this game. I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be able to make enough plays to keep them in this ballgame. So I will take Seattle on the plus two and a half at minus 108 on the money line, uh, plus 116 to win the game, Out or sorry, point spread minus 108, excuse me, sorry, money line to win the game plus 116, and I'll actually take the under on this one at uh, minus 110.
0: All right, so, Kev, all the way across the board, taking all the options for betting this game. I am gonna stick with one option. I'm gonna go with the Colts, minus two and a half, because of that defense. This one looks too easy. At first glance, I was like, oh, Seattle getting two and a half, they're the better team. Yeah, Carson Wentz, I'm not a huge believer in his skills, at least at this point, he's gotta prove it to me after really flaming out in Philadelphia. But I love defense in the NFL, so I'm gonna go ahead and say, you know what, the Colts at home, season opener, they're gonna do enough, win this contest. I like the Colts, minus two and a half. Plus, Frank Reich's a pretty good football coach. And remember, when Wentz was really good, Reich was his offensive coordinator with the Eagles. So got to factor that in as well. So I'll go with the home team, minus two and a half, Indianapolis in that one. This is State Lines, where you get the great gambling information we provide you. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Let's stay with a 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central kickoff. The Buffalo Bills, minus six and a half, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Total of 50. Bills minus 278 on the money line. Steelers plus 220. Kev, what do you think of this one?
1: Oh, Steelers and the Bills. Um, oh God. You know what, Jason? I think I'm just gonna stick with. Uh, I'll stick with the Bills on this one. I I, re- I realize I don't like the fact that they're minus 278. I really don't like that. And then the minus six and a half. Um. I think the Bills are, are pretty much clearly the better team of these two teams. Pittsburgh did not impress me last year at all. They were a colossal disappointment. Um, I know they had that hot start, but they finished the season absolutely dreadfully last year. And um, to be honest, looking back at that schedule, they won all those games because they played a bunch of bad teams. Or the teams that they played were, did not... Find their stride until later in the season, so I'll I'll take the Bills outright. I'll take the minus two seventy uh, minus two seventy eight.
0: Okay, I am going to go on the Bills, but I don't want to lay that much, so I'm going to go ahead and take them on the point spread, minus six and a half. The Steelers still a big bend, but he's ancient at this point. Uh, Last season, it looked like a changing of the guard in that division, the way Cleveland just beat up Pittsburgh in that playoff game in the Steel City. So we'll see. The Steelers are always a threat, it seems. When you count them out, they always seem to surprise you, but I think in this one, Josh Allen and the Bills, I think that's uh, the second best team in the AFC this year behind the chiefs once again so we'll see if they can take that next next step and maybe surprise kansas city and become uh the super bowl representative from the afc but first things first i will take the bills minus the six and a half uh this game's interesting to me kev because uh the patriots for so long dominated the afc east Then brady left he won a super bowl of tampa Belichick did not even make the playoffs. Makes that Brady-Belichick argument look like, hey, Tom Brady's what really made that go in New England. Obviously, Belichick's important, but uh, when they were separate, there's no doubt one guy excelled and one guy kind of uh, got stuck in reverse gear, and that was uh, Bill Belichick and his Patriots squad. They are minus two in the season opener. This is a later start, 425 Eastern, 325 Central in week number one. Patriots hosting the Dolphins in Foxborough. Two of the starting quarterback for Miami. Uh, obviously, they were looking at Deshaun Watson. He's had some offseason issues off the field with those lawsuits against him. But the Patriots going with it looks like maybe Cam Noon. Who knows if they go with their number one draft pick, Mac Jones. But New England minus two, total 45.5. Patriots minus 127. The Dolphins return plus 105. What do you think here?
1: Um, I'll, I'm going to stick, I'm going to go with the Patriots, uh, minus two, uh, for minus one Oh nine, Jason raisin bean. I mean, it's going to be the first game of the season. So yeah, everyone's going to have your nerves and that sort of thing, but this is what bill Belichick has done. Isn't it that he, he, especially against young quarterbacks, he figures out what they're best at or what the opposing offense is best at and takes it away. Um, There's that and also I'm not a a big, a huge believer in Tua at this point in his career anyway. So between Tua still I think is still relatively unproven at the NFL at the NFL level. And I don't think uh, you're going to see a Patriots team be that disappointing two seasons in a row. I don't think Bill Belichick and his coaching staff are going to stand for it. So I will take a minus two on uh, the Patriots at minus 109.
0: And the Patriots did win the opener last year against Miami in Foxborough. But I'm going to actually go the Dolphins here. Normally, the Dolphins play, granted down, it's usually down in Miami. The Dolphins play the Patriots tough. I think they're going to win this game outright. So I'm going to take the plus two, though. I don't want to take the money line. It's not worth the value. Give me the two points. I will take the Miami Dolphins plus two in Foxborough. And the last one for today's show, as we cruise here in early July, Uh, This is an upstart versus a team that beat them last year in the postseason in round number two. And and the Browns, let's face it, had a shot against the Chiefs in that divisional playoff game. Uh, Baker, Mayfield, and company missed some opportunities there. But, again, a 425 Eastern, 325 Central start. The Chiefs at Arrowhead hosting the Browns. The Chiefs minus six, total 52.5. Chiefs minus 275. The Browns plus 215 on the money line. Our last one for this show, Kevin, how do you see this one playing out?
1: Ugh. Um. I mean, the, the money, the in terms of the betting value, Jason, I think it's clear that the Browns are easily the better bet here, especially with the plus 215 and how tough they played them during that playoff game. But, Jason, I don't see Cleveland being able to beat Kansas City at Arrowhead first game of the season you already know that it's going to be a sold-out crowd at Arrowhead notoriously one of if not the toughest places to play probably outside of the Superdome in the league for an an opposing team so I'm gonna take I will take the Chiefs I'll just take them at the minus six for minus 114 that's not too bad in terms of the money you have to lay down so I'll take the Chiefs at minus six
0: yeah, I'm going the same way here. The, the one thing that the Bucs did is they showed a, bull, a blueprint uh, in that Super Bowl, how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And basically, you got to have a great front seven, got to have a great defensive line, and you got to bust through that Chiefs offensive line, which was porous. I don't see the Browns having that ability, and I think that's the way you beat the Chiefs. So, yeah, they played them tough in the playoffs last year. Cleveland's defense certainly isn't bad, but it's not what the Bucs level was last year. Chiefs are going to be fired up at home for the opener. I like the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes, who a lot of times can hang the score whatever they want on opposing teams. I like them minus six as well. That'll do it for State lines. Again, happy Independence Day weekend. Happy Independence Day to everybody out there. We'll talk to you real soon. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Thanks for joining us, and have a great rest of your day. This show is for entertainment purposes only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.